Welcome to the I'll Finish That podcast, where we chat about managing our weight goals and daily life challenges. I'm your host, Lawrence, and today I'm joined by Amanda. Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. So um, I'm very excited to have you join us. We've uh, gotten to chat quite a bit now that your son Eric is in our baseball program here at the Titans Baseball Club, and we were able to talk right away about weight loss goals. Obviously, you saw some of the posts that I put up and yeah. coming over to the program, and and you were kind enough to share your stories with me, and we kind of went back and forth about running techniques and yes. diets. I know you tried the, the vegetarian a couple <laughs> yeah. times, yeah. but um, it's really exciting, and I'm, and I'm glad to have you on here, and I'm more excited that you're, you're excited to share your story, because I think you have a pretty unique story, and I'm really interested in also touching on the female side of it. I can talk to it from a male side and understand yeah. that part, but to be able to get your story out there, I know it's going to help some people out there. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. So give me a quick background on your professional side. What do you do for a living and where are you at right now? Uh, I work for the Ministry of the Attorney General, Court Services Division. So I started out as a court clerk in Superior Court in Oshawa. And uh, recently, well, back in 2017, I got a full-time position as a court and client representative. So working in court and in the office. Um, my job changed primarily from a court clerk to a court reporter. So that was... Is it the person that types? Yes. So you're really fast at typing. Though. I am. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, all digital recordings. So um, it's really it's really demanding, especially when you don't know a lot about computers. <laughs> kind of freaks me out sometimes when stuff goes wrong. But, I can imagine. Um, very stressful. Yeah. And it's it's a job where you can't just get up and leave. Like you have to stay in your seat for as long as, you know, judge wants to go or break or could be... Hours and hours, but... And it's basically an office job because you're sitting all day. Yeah. You're not really getting up. You're not getting exercise throughout your day. No. By working there. Well, that's good. So, how did you... Was that always a goal of yours? Is that where you wanted to get into when you were younger? Or is it just kind of landed on your lap? No, I actually worked... My mom had her own business and I worked for her. She had a contract with the City of Toronto and Toronto Fire Services. And she uh, cleaned and maintained firefighter gear for them, their protective clothing. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that for 15 years, actually, out of high school. I worked for her. And then she decided that she wasn't going to do that anymore. And I decided to go back to school when I was, I think, like 33. Nice. And I took this program because I was fighting a traffic ticket. And I was like, oh, this looks like a like a fun job. I could do this. I could read out charges and, you know, like... I could do this, but, um, so you got to thank that cop, whoever pulled you over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just went to school for that. It was like a one year program, court support services. And then I got a job probably a year after I finished school. Cool. That's yeah. really exciting. So yeah. that's a good little journey there, but you've started a weight loss journey, which is pretty exciting. You're, you're pretty active on social media and share yeah. your stuff. So I know it was really exciting while we were talking beforehand to share your story. So why don't you talk to me a little bit about the why? I'm always interested as to what was that trigger or why did you say, you know what, I want to start losing weight? Um, I think once I started my new position at work, my full-time position, uh, I just sometimes the days are really stressful hearing some of the things that we have to listen to day in and day out gets redundant and frustrating and and sad. Like, we have to listen to some of the worst things on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't know how many, you know, sexual assault trials and stuff like that that I've been on that just 
it I think it makes you jaded a bit and I don't know just it I, I just started feeling like this was getting to be too much so there was a mental side of it it wasn't even uh hey I physically need to be active it was just it was mentally draining on you yeah and then I could tell that I had when I had gone back to work after having my daughter that I had started to slowly gain weight after I'd gone back to work. I wasn't as active. I wasn't as um, like I wasn't able to get up all the time and move around and walk around. And I had to stay in my seat and could barely go to the bathroom. <laughs> like you know, So I felt like I was gaining a lot of weight. I was feeling really down. I wasn't enjoying my job anymore. And so I decided that a year, almost two years ago this summer, to take some time off and really like think about where I wanted to go with my career. And I knew that I needed to lose weight. I knew that I wasn't feeling like myself. I had gained probably, you know, like 80 pounds, I guess, after I'd gone back to work. Mm-hmm. I was just in this really bad state of mind and knew I needed to get myself out of it. Right. So I just, I went to my doctor and I said, look, I'm not feeling right. I can't get out of bed in the morning. Like, I just don't want to, I'm just, I don't want to get out of bed. Like, right. I just, I don't know. Did they deem that as any sort of mental health challenge that you were having? Like, um, at that point? I, I suffered from anxiety and depression and... Uh, my doctor put put me on medication. I took a small dose of um, anti-anxiety, antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And then I just woke up one morning and said, I need to change things. If I don't change it, nothing's going to change. It has to be all on me. So I just decided that now that I have this time off, I'm really going to do something to make myself feel better and take care of myself. I've been taking care of everyone everyone else so now it's time to take care of me mentally and physically there's definitely a pattern right like obviously you're the sixth guest that we're having on the podcast and everybody talks about the accountability partners are huge you have people that you talk to but you just did it yourself the first thing was i had that click i had to make the change myself and sometimes it's tough for people that are going through depression and anxiety to have that click so is there what helped you through that because sometimes that person that's going through depression lets that depression win or the anxiety yeah. win. So what was there something specific that said today's the day I'm changing? Um, I think probably when my family noticed. Like what my my mom would notice that like we I I wasn't as happy and I was, you know, like moody and snappy towards people and I didn't even really notice it until I look back now and think, wow, I came home from work and I would be so angry. Like I just I can't, I, I don't know. It's just, I notice it now that, that I see it, right. but I didn't notice it then, obviously. And then you, you notice your mood changes. You started to lose weight. Yeah. I felt, I felt so much better about myself and even just going, I started just going to the gym and doing like an hour of cardio. That would be my, my goal for the day. Do an hour of cardio. And then when you get more comfortable, then do something else. Because I was always, I'm always so self-conscious about what people think of me. Well, I know people always say, don't worry about what other people think about you. But I, that's just one of my things. I just, and it's so. funny, like I've talked to obviously my wife and to, to some other females that are in my life that I've talked to. And 
I think it's uh, guys. It's a lot easier for us to think. Like I don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah. But for women, it's in your face constantly. What almost like you should look like. Like it's always in your face. So I can I can grasp that, and it takes a lot of courage to be able to finally get over that hump and say I got this. I think as a society, we're starting to build this not so much of a body shame society anymore. Like it's yeah. being comfortable in your body. Obviously, being healthy is still important. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting to hear that you're able to get through that. I think the first, like the first thing was, okay, just get through that door, just walk through that gym door and then everything else is good. No matter what you do, you've got through the door. Yeah. So that's where I started and I started doing, I think I started doing 45 minutes and then I worked up to like an hour and then I started doing weights. Once I felt more comfortable, Mm -hmm. I would just go and do, I'd look up like workouts online and just try and do something. Right. And then gradually after that um like my brother would come to the gym with me he's always been uh someone who went to the gym worked out like he would help me we'd do like circuits and so at least i had that support from my family too right and my mom went to the same gym so we'd go sometimes together but i always knew that i had to do it and start going by myself because i didn't want to depend on anyone else to go with me or else i wouldn't go yeah, you don't want that crutch that if Johnny's not going, then I'm not going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's good. So you, you get that itch and you say, okay, I got to go. What was the goal in mind? Like, Did you set a goal for yourself? What were we working towards? I think it was just to start going. Like I'd work up three days a week, then five days a week. And then like long term, I knew I wanted to lose weight. I didn't know how much I wanted to lose. I didn't know how fast I was going to lose it. I think that sometimes when you, like when you get to this like stalled state, mm-hmm. you get frustrated. For sure. So I knew that, I knew from previous years when I had gone to a different gym that, you know, sometimes you hit plateaus and you just have to change things up, whether it's your workouts, your food. Well, that's exciting. So it wasn't even so much a, a weight loss goal. It wasn't a number in mind. It was just I want to get out. I want to get more active, and I want to yeah. just almost mentally just be a better person. Yeah. At that standpoint, which is really really cool. So, did it ever change the goal then? So you got obviously into a routine where you were going to the gym and you were lifting weights. Eventually, did it turn to like, hey, I want to get to a size or a weight or anything like that? Yeah. So once I I had lost I think fifty pounds in like I don't know five months, six months, I just said I wanted to keep going. I wanted to get to 100. I want to lose 100 pounds. And then that's my my big goal. And then once I lose that 100 pounds, I want to lose 40 more. And that's my my end weight, my end goal weight. And how much have you lost so far? Uh, 95 pounds. You're right there. You're right there. That's exciting. And congratulations to that. Thank you. that's, That's something that's never easy. So You've set your goals on that standpoint, and that was your milestone. But how about going through life? Were you always somebody that would want to lose weight or prior to that job? Because I know you said that job kind of steered you down that process. How about prior to the job? Was it something that was ever a challenge for you? Um, yeah. When I was younger, probably in grade eight, I I was a bigger girl. I had lost 60 pounds in grade eight. I actually did Weight Watchers, um, which I found was really, really good because it just taught you how to eat properly it's not a specific diet but you can eat you know like regular portion sizes of anything Mm -hmm. so for me in grade eight I thought that that was probably the best thing for me and then I had my son when I was in my first year of college 
So I was 19 and I gained probably about 70, 75 pounds Mm -hmm. during that pregnancy. And then I was heavy for a long time, probably about 10 years after that. Um, So I've struggled with weight my whole life. It's just something that is a struggle for me. Um, Once I had my daughter in 2017, I was really active prior to that. I had lost, I think, 70 pounds. So um, I, when I got pregnant with her, I was still going to the gym and still, you know, taking care of myself and doing well. And then it wasn't until after I had gone back to work that I started gaining weight back again. I wasn't prepping my meals. I wasn't, you know, we have a Tim Hortons in our building. So that's what I was eating if I didn't, or sometimes I didn't eat at all because we wouldn't get breaks for lunch. Or worse now. Yeah. You're learning, right? Yes. Not eating can actually hurt you more than eating too much because your body will start storing stuff once it gives it to you. Yeah. So that's crazy. So, I mean, it's obviously something that I struggled mostly after high school with um, for myself on a weight loss side. But I also didn't care at that point. Right? Yeah. Like it was kind of, hey, that's life. I'm going to live my life to the fullest and I'm going to go. I love that you talked about Weight Watchers because that's been around for a long time. And now that I'm in this journey, like Weight, weight Watchers is a calorie deficit. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. ironic that these Weight Watchers caught on to that real quick. And yeah, you had to pay to have a support system and go through that. But that's essentially what it is. And I know calorie deficit's the way that I used it and went through with that stuff. So. I'm sure that kind of helped click as you started getting back into it. That's like, oh, yeah, it's just my size of my actual food. Yeah. Which is really, really exciting. So are you on any sort of diet right now or did you start a diet with um, weight loss journey? I started – I used some of the old meal plans I had from my old boot camp gym. Um, so they had like a fitness competitor meal plan that was like you'd eat – you know, broccoli, chicken, rice, and then it gets boring though. Like it really does. But now I use my fitness pal and I just make sure that I'm in a calorie deficit, not by too much, but I just try and stay under my daily calories. And I still, I don't eat sugar. I don't drink alcohol very often. Um, Those kind of things like I know that are going to stall me for sure. Well, it kind of becomes, obviously I use my fitness pal. It's something that I don't think I could have done this without it, but by cutting out sugar or alcohol and stuff like that, you you come to realize like that one beer, which was 200 calories at that point, was it really worth it when I could have eaten two cups of rice or whatever it came out to be and actually been full at that yeah. point in time? It, it's, it's so funny. Like Obviously, we see a lot of commercials and stuff about pop and how much sugar is in there. And you don't realize like that can of soda that's i don't know i think they're like 180 calories well, i could go eat two protein bars yeah for that amount and actually feel good about myself yeah. afterwards and again my fitness pal brought that to light for me because i was able to see it and slowly start cutting things out so you're using that was there anything to help you to get through to that like was there certain foods that you would eat or anything like that that would help you through it um i found i I drank a lot of protein shakes, especially when I was hungry but didn't know what to eat or just wanted to get something quick. Yeah. I'd have protein bars, protein shakes. Um, usually I just use protein and water or uh, mix frozen berries and protein. That's it. And water. Nice. That's always exciting. Yeah, I like when uh, 
protein was a big thing for me because obviously I stopped eating meat and then I started watching what I was eating from a protein standpoint and putting it in my body. And yeah. um, it definitely is for somebody who's trying to lose weight can help you get over the hump, right? Yeah. Because you're, you're going to get that right into your body and you know exactly what, for the most part, you're getting. Obviously, you got to read labels and stuff like that. Was there a certain brand of protein that you've stuck with? Um, I actually use the, I think it's called Lean Fit. It's a vegan protein. Yeah. But it's actually a really good. It I sometimes I find some of the vegan proteins are not very good. I've never found a vegan protein <laughs> that is good. I've, it is very tough. I've returned protein that I've tried before that yeah. was vegan because yeah. it was that bad. Because it tastes like it's gritty almost, right? Like right. it's not very. Yeah, it's not very good. Well, but this one is a vanilla vegan protein. But usually, I I do uh, I do use whey too. Nice. Just depends on what I feel like. So you started with the boot camp stuff. Yeah, they helped you with your meals, and then what did it turn into? So what are you doing now? Um, right now I have uh, a friend who's a personal trainer, nice. and he. So during the lockdown, I think the first lockdown, he would come to my friend lives on a farm, and he would come out to the farm, and we'd be outside, mm-hmm. and he'd do like a circuit for us outside, and uh, so we saw him a couple times a week. He would do that for us. And then um, we just started continuing with him. And then I'd go for walks at the lake or um, do some kind of cardio on my own, whether it's a treadmill at home or just something else that I could do when I wasn't seeing him. Were you tracking your workouts? Like, how are you managing that? Um, yeah. So I have a, I have an Apple Watch. So I use my, my watch to track, you know, wh- what kind of calories I burn and um, – how many steps I'm taking. And I try and aim for like 10,000 steps a day. Right. But, you know, so, like in the winter, it's hard. It's freezing. But I, I still bundle up and <laughs> go outside and go by the lake and take. So it's usually, cold and you're going to go where it's even colder. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's peaceful. It's nice to walk by the lake. No, like for sure. We, my friend and I would do like 10 kilometers a day just walking, like a fast walk. And then I started running, but I find it's really hard on my knees. Running is not easy, and I, you, a lot of people will say like, "Hey, like, walking is better for you than running." Yeah. Um. So, and I get that, and I, obviously, I haven't been able to run for a while because of injuries, and my knees were something. Being a bigger guy, I think my knees just took a lot of pain being a bigger guy. So yeah, it definitely comes back, but um, that running high is real once you can start going. So. But you rollerblade a lot too, I see. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. We love rollerblading. So <laughs> we did that all it. summer, all That's summer. Cool. I uh, I picked up rollerblades during quarantine to go with my son for the first time since yeah. I was young. And it's definitely a workout. That's for sure. We what go probably like, I same as walking like 10 k. Go down to the beaches and do the whole path three times. Like it's pretty, it's fun. Yeah. It's not just like you're just walking. It's it's a lot more fun than well, yeah, and you're going faster, and it yeah. feels like you're getting a little bit more accomplished, and that, that, that's good from that side for sure. So you're at 95 pounds loss. Yeah, five more pounds to go, and then you want to do another 40. Yeah. So what are you going to be doing differently now to try to help you get over that hump? Uh, I think more cardio, which I hate. I hate doing it, but I know I have to. <laughs> um, yeah, more cardio, maybe up my strength training, adding more weight. Really cutting calories. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think the quickly that I learned through weight loss and, and talking to other 
men and women going through it is that if the diet's not there, it doesn't matter what you really do in the end, whether you're trying to gain weight or lose weight. It's all about your food and what you're putting in and what you're putting out. So obviously that will be a, a big impact for you, but I think hitting that 95 is still tremendous for sure to, yeah. to get to that standpoint. I think uh, one of my my personal trainers I had years and years ago always told us that you can never out-train a bad diet. So no matter what you do, if you're going to eat crap, it's not going to, it's not going to outweigh what you've done. Yeah. Like I, a lot of people I think will talk about like people who want abs and stuff as a goal. Like you could do all the crunches you want, but if you're not eating properly, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. So that's, it's definitely some good advice from that side. Are you going to, as lockdown ends, are you going to join like some more camps with your, your fitness guy there that you had ability? Um, I think, no, that gym actually, unfortunately they closed down because of lockdown. They were a small business. So, which is really sad because they really did help me. They had some really amazing trainers that worked there. That's too bad. Like, and they helped a lot of people. I I don't think I ever would have gotten through without them. Thanks to them. And hopefully they can bounce back on your feet. I feel like a lot of gyms are going to suffer throughout this, especially the smaller end gyms, which... It's funny, I was talking to the art guys that are here, and mm-hmm. I bought a bunch of stuff for to work out at home, even though here at True North, I have the ability to come work out here, and obviously, workout equipment's been very hot. I mean, yeah. How many people are actually going to go to the gym afterwards? I think classes obviously will always be there, like you talked about boot camps and yeah. classes, but like, I, I, why would I work out somewhere else if I can work out at home now? So I'm really interested to see how that goes and we'll see in a couple months i guess to see where that goes i know a few people that have put in like home gyms in their in their basements because they're why would i go back well it's like myself like i ran and got or tried to run i shouldn't say that i looked for a long time to get select techs right yeah i was looking for those everywhere to be able to to work out at home because that's all we could do yeah right so no it's definitely exciting from there but like I said, I think the classes will always be there. I think people will be able to do yoga and boot camp. And what is a boot camp? I never joined one of those. Um, it's just like basically like circuit training, high intensity interval training. So it's like a hit workout. Yeah, yeah. But you're doing it with a bunch of people who are supporting you. And yeah, and they're you. the the trainers there really made it feel like they were personally training you. Right. Like even though you were in a small group, but I think like a lot of the times they told us to you know get out of your comfort zone and do something that you've never done before and. That's one of the things, like, I always wanted to do box jumps. And I think, I don't know, a couple months ago when I was with my trainer, I did a bunch of box jumps. And I was like, it's just something small, but something huge for me. But it's cool, right? Yeah. I bet you if you went back two years ago and you said, I'm going to jump a box, you're probably like, no chance you're ever going to hit that. (laughs) I get scared. I watch guys, our guys jump boxes all the time. And I'm, I know I'm the guy that's going to fall flat on my back or something like that. Oh, the first time I, I bruised my leg really bad because i was i was nervous i was scared right. and i totally missed it just smashed my my shit oh, right on it see that's a I'll, I'll risk versus reward i guess in my mind is what i'll do from that standpoint but it sounds like the boot camps are pretty popular because i know a lot of places that run them which are good and yeah um even for the young guys that we train here we, we put them through circuit training as well so it's definitely something that can help people in it it sounds like it's a workout that anybody can do you don't have to be you don't have to have the knowledge of it. They're going to teach you and you're not going to get hurt. Yeah. And there were people of every fitness level that went to this boot camp gym. Right. So I didn't feel like all people, all shapes and sizes, all ages, 
Like I didn't feel self-conscious at all. So it wasn't like you were walking into Gold's gym and seeing no. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Bodybuilders. Yeah. Well, that's and that's part of it, right? You have to feel comfortable because you don't want to walk into a place and just feel like you're you're out of place. Because yeah. Because as soon as that happens. As you talked about, you got to build that routine. And if you can't build that routine because you're shy or nervous, you don't want to go, it's not going to be able to happen. So would you change anything if you could go back and start over again, knowing what you've gone through already as part of your journey? Um, I think I would just tell myself that it doesn't matter how long it takes, that you have to go at your own pace. Um, Try not to get frustrated when when you're stalling, when you're plateauing, you just got to change things up. One of my biggest challenges is getting water in because right. that's all I drink now. And you messaged water. me that one day. Right? <laughs> yeah. I remember when you were messaging me about it. And so what did you do to change that? Um, I started using like lemon and lime and trying to, you know, put different things in my water. So it's not so boring. And uh, I think once I even use crystal light, which is probably not the best because it's, you know, I'm sure there's stuff in it that's not good Sucralose or man-made sweeteners, but I needed to do something even just to get a little bit of extra water in. I know water is something that I would never drink and stuff like that when you messaged me because I was in the same boat. I Just water was not something that I wanted to do. Now I can't stop drinking water. I keep going, but mine was the big jug, right? I yeah. messaged you. I got the big gallon jug and I made sure I finished it every day and it definitely you notice when you're drinking enough water because you're going in the washroom a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like it is it is for sure, no matter what, if you're drinking enough water, you're going to the washroom quite more. Than and that was one of the things I couldn't do when I was at work too, because I can't just up and leave during court hours. Yeah, I guess and... not. You can't say hey pause every <laughs> no. no. So that was hard too. Not being able to get hardly any water in. And then I was a really big pop drinker. I would drink Diet Pepsi more than I would drink water. Oh, same. Like, I I would rather drink iced tea. I'd drink anything over water. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy, though, looking back on it, that, like, when I was drinking that, like, I'd always be thirsty. Yeah. When you drink, I don't care what everybody says. The only thing that's ever going to quench your thirst is water. Yeah. And you might drink a Pepsi or Sprite or whatever it is, and you might be at that moment. It's going to come back a lot quicker where you need more water. Yeah. There was a, going through some baseball training, there was a gentleman that talked about hydration. And the biggest thing that I especially try to instill in the young men that we train is just if you're thirsty, it's too late. Right. And I yeah. think that was the biggest thing that clicked for me, especially as I started to lose weight, was just because you're not thirsty doesn't mean that your body doesn't need the water. And part of that water bottle that I sent you kind of like had those times on it. Yeah. Right? So it kind of like, told you i mean i was finishing that water well before i needed to anyways but it will tell you where to get to so it was a big helper for myself to make sure that i was drinking that water and tracking it too yeah because it, it makes a huge difference if you're dehydrated your body's going to be fatigued and you're not going to want to do as much stuff and you'll want to lay around so when you're drinking the sodas yeah you don't drink that more than water <laughs> you're sitting on the couch drinking the sodas or in your case you're sitting there typing so you're driving diet pepsi and it just kept going back and so you had no need to want to go up because your body couldn't do anything yeah no that's really that's interesting i like that because i think water is is vital so from a a workout routine you're back into going into the kind of walking soon because it's gonna be warmer outside i've been walking yeah yeah Yeah. that's exciting um so when we look back on it you had your change about the plateaus how about some other lessons that you learned throughout it um I think 
really stepping out of your comfort zone and doing that little bit extra. So what did you do to step out of your comfort zone? Like what did um, you change to say, hey, I'm going to step out? Probably, probably even just going outside for walks and rollerblading. Like I would never do that before. I'm always, I was always so afraid of how people were looking at me and judging me because I was a bigger person that I just, I literally didn't leave my house. Right. Like. Did you ever run into that while you were doing it? Like, did you ever have people saying something to you while you were working out or trying to walk No, not, no. I just, I was bullied a lot when I was younger in elementary school. So I just, I, I guess that always just stuck with me on how. Well, it's in the back of your head, right? Yeah. And I think. I think that's amazing that you said like that was your fear and you went out there, but it didn't happen. Right. I think we have to, I still think there's bullying amongst adults. I oh think yeah, it happens for sure. All the time. I think, I think it happens more so behind closed doors than it does in front of people. Mm -hmm. But at least at that point you were able to show yourself that, Hey, yeah, when I was younger, people would make fun of me when I'm outside. But when you're out there, probably more so now than ever, people are supporting you. They see yeah. You walking by. Actually there was, I was running probably, I don't know, a few days ago and a guy was crossing the street and he was running too and he just stuck his thumbs up at me and it's then like, ran by. It's so true. It's, <laughs> it's really cute. It's like his little brotherhood. It's yeah. like, hey, see you later. I was like, oh my gosh, that's really sweet. <laughs> and and I think I learned that running and lifting weights is that it definitely becomes a support system. Yeah. You'll have people that will be naysayers and tell you you won't be able to do it, but um, – being able to get out there and see that people are going to support you and they're not going to make fun of you while you're out there. And mm -hmm. You have gone out and you've put yourself out on social media. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure that was even tough for yourself to, to show people like, Hey, look, this is where I was. And yes. This is where I am. So, but in that sense, nobody came at you afterwards and saying, Oh my God, that's nasty. Or you're uh, not yeah. worth it. And, and that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? This isn't, I'm not going back there. Yeah. So this was me before. This is me now. I'm never going back there. Well, it's kind of like a self-reminder. I know specifically for myself, like taking those pictures was, I probably would never have believed it. Like I yeah. never thought, I never thought I was that big Yeah. until I took pictures. And part of me putting my story out there and putting pictures out there is allowing myself to be accountable. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like I'm coming up to two years and I want to be able to keep this off forever. I want yeah. to be able to stay at a healthy weight and show my kids and, and future baseball players that I work with that it's possible. Right. Yeah. So I think it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. I think, yeah, those like the pictures that I post are pretty vulnerable and, but people, you know, you need to see what you look like before it does. It keeps you accountable. Cause you know, I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. Like I want to continue to be healthy. And like you said, it's, mostly for my kids like now I can go out and run with my daughter and you know not be winded and like you know like it's just it's little things too like even just sitting at a Jays game and you're sitting in the seat comfortably like those little things that people don't understand it's so are huge that say that because I'll going on a plane because my prior job I'd have to fly every now and then and it'd be tight and uncomfortable and you dealt yeah. with it and last February, just before the lockdown, I flew to Florida for a golfing trip with some friends. And being able to sit in a plane chair and have space around you, yeah, it like I was like, nice. This is a, but that's a small victory that you don't even think about. And I haven't been back to a Blue Jays game since losing some weight, so hopefully we'll get to yeah, soon. But I know. Um, 
it's definitely small victories that you can learn and it's stuff that you don't know yet that you'll get that little reward but it will come when it's time for it to come yeah or even like oh i always wanted to wear a lululemon but you know, I was always too big for it. And you put and a post out on there. Right? I did. Didn't you, <laughs> I did. didn't you buy them before you had lost all the weight? Like I bought them and then I tried them on and I actually had to return them to get smaller sizes. That's amazing. So, so I was pretty happy about that. Uh, it's no no different than uh, Coach Croco was in here and he asked me to change his shirt because it was too big for him. And they, there's nothing more exciting, I think. It's expensive than yes. having to get new clothes. Yes. So that's always exciting when you have to return them and, and get a smaller size. I even had a friend come in my house and he was like, oh my gosh, you're wearing jeans. I've never seen you wear jeans. <laughs> I'm like, I know because I was always so uncomfortable in them. <laughs> but like, awesome. even those small victories, I think are huge. They are. It's milestones is what I say and, and talk to people as they're going through it is I like the fact that you didn't put out a weight goal right off the bat because it's tough. Like if you said, hey, I want to be 150 pounds. Well, that number is always going to be in your face. Yeah. And when you have your plateaus, it's even harder because there's going to be weeks that you're going to gain weight. Yeah. When you, like, uh, when you look at the MyFitnessPal, it's never straight line down. It's right. not easy. And if your goal is 150 right off the bat or whatever your weight is that you decide to put out there, it can be very daunting when something's not working and suck you out of it. And I think one of the things, too, is not to pay attention solely to the number on the scale. Like, cause it can be very frustrating when you're trying, you've tried for, you know, two weeks, you've changed things up and then that number doesn't move. But if you take measurements and pictures, you can see the difference in your body. And talking to other females, I feel like guys see the results on the scale more so than measurements. Yes. Where women will see the measurement side of it. And I, one day I'm going to research it more to see what the difference is. And, um, I have a couple of friends that are, are into that stuff that are planning on bringing it on, but it's. It's so true for women. It's just not a straight weight goal. And you need to measure yourself. That's one thing I didn't do Yeah. during my journey. And it was one of my regrets was I wish I would have measured myself. And I wish I would have done body fat. Yeah. Now I have a scale that tells me my body fat and different things along those sides. But I wish I would have went back to that because those are those small milestones that you could set for yourself. Right. Right. It's not always about the number that's on the scale. Now, I became obsessive with my scale. I get on my so scale did I. every morning and I go through it and... But I'm okay with it. It's a healthy obsession because I yeah. don't get down on myself through it. But I think it's very important to have the milestones yeah. because, again, going back to that, if your goal is if your goal if you set your goal right off the bat at 140 pounds is what you wanted to lose, it's daunting when you don't get there. And you got to start with small victories. And John, who was on earlier, he talked about like sometimes your starting weight is somebody else's goal. So don't feel absolutely so bad. yeah. I agree with that too. Like starting with smaller goals is probably the best way. Because mm-hmm. that big number that you see, you'd be like, oh, it's going to take forever to get there. Right. But, you know, start at 30 pounds and then, you know, 60 pounds or whatever. Yeah, at least you it, get that. It slowly starts coming and you got to create habits. And once you create those habits, it'll start coming full yeah. circle for you for sure. How about some advice? What would you give advice specifically to moms, I think? Because you've had two kids there's a big age difference between the two. There kids. is. <laughs> so what would your advice be to another mom that would have struggled just like you? Because I know postpartum depression is also a very big thing. Yes. So what's your advice to another fellow mom? I would definitely say that definitely take the time for yourself. Even if it's just a half an hour, take that time for yourself to do something. Go for a walk, 
Um, I know it's hard when people don't have the extra support. Lucky for me, I have a ton of support. I have really awesome family. I have an amazing best friend who has been through this journey through day one with me. And she's the one that gets me going. And when I don't want to work out, she she tells me, get your butt to the gym. Like, I honestly could not thank her enough for everything she's done for me. Um, no, that's awesome. Because you have an <laughs> accountability partner. And we talked about it at the beginning where you had to say it to yourself first. Yeah. Like, you had to get going. But now you also had that support system because... I couldn't have done it by myself. I had my wife who supported me throughout yeah. it. I had some good friends that I'd work out in the gym. Um, so your friend does deserve a, a, a pat on the back because 95 pounds is a lot. And, and she's the one that told me, we're going to get to 100. We're doing this together. We're getting there. Awesome. <laughs> it's like She's pretty amazing. Like well, That's super exciting. I think that's, that's awesome. And, and your story is definitely a great story to share. And you do a great job of putting yourself out there and, um, I think that's some great advice. Is there anything else that you maybe would want to add to that? Um, just start small and, you know, just walk through that door. Yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge is getting through that door. Whatever you decide to do, just, you know, keep at it because you'll see the results and it'll make you feel like you're a whole new person. Definitely. It really will. Well, you're doing a great job. Um, you're a, definitely a supportive mom. You're very proud of your kids. I see it all the time. So um, definitely inspirational. So I do know that you're very open to helping out and showing people what you're going through. So if people want to reach out to you, you said that they can do it on Instagram. And yeah. you love your baseball just as much as we do. So your Instagram handle is bsbll2 underscore mom underscore xo. And she is a Yankees fan, unfortunately, but we'll get to argue <laughs> lots about that this summer, hopefully. But um, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Thank and you I so think much you're for having me. you do amazing, and I can't wait to have you back on when you hit that next goal, and <laughs> we could talk about it from there. Thank you very much. No problem. So <laughs> thank, you, uh, thank you for listening to the I'll Finish That podcast. If you have a story that you'd like to share, let's get it out there to support others during their journey. You can reach out to myself on Instagram or Twitter at, at coach underscore Elvira. Remember, you're not alone. You can do it. And you're more powerful than you ever could imagine. Stay fit and have fun.